0: This is the BBC. It is my sad duty to announce that the small number of you huddled here in the BBC Radio Theatre and you, listening at home on your wireless, are all that remain of the human race. All around us is chaos and destruction. The world as we knew it is no more. In a moment, the sport. But first, more on our top story. The end of the world began at 10.30pm on Saturday in Ramsgate Town Centre. A disagreement between two men outside Cadillac's nightclub escalated as their friends joined in with the argument. By Tuesday lunchtime, the whole of the world's population had split into two distinct warring factions. Those that thought Steve was bang out of order. <laughs> and those who thought Kevin should leave it. As Steve, as Steve wasn't worth it. <laughs> Let's go over to the last remaining BBC reporter, Richard Bacon who survived by being in an out-of-the-way place that human beings rarely ever stumble upon, the 10pm slot on Radio 5 Live. (laughs) Thanks, Brian. The scene across the world is one of total devastation. You may have seen the pictures of Luton, a total wasteland, a ruined (laughs) wilderness, a city in name only. The rest just desolation, despondency and dirt. (laughs) Well, now the rest of the world looks just like Luton used to. (laughs) If anything, Armageddon has been good for Luton. (laughs) At least now, it has an excuse. (laughs) Brian. Thank you, Richard. We are the last survivors of the human race. The old world is no more. We are on the brink of a new world order.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, as you have heard, everything has changed. All that now remains is you, the studio audience. The voice of truth, Brian Perkins. Me, Danny Wallace. You seem strangely happy given the dire circumstances we find ourselves in. (laughs) And the man that we have voted the new Supreme Commander of the world. Please, all hail, Simon Munnery. Welcome, Simon Munnery, Supreme Commander uh, of the world. Um, how would you describe what you're wearing? I wouldn't. Right. (laughs) Uh, I'll do it, then. You're you're wearing a bucket on your head. Yes. A a bright orange cape and some kind of tunic. You are correct. You look a bit like a decorator at Guantanamo Bay.
2: Very kind of you. (laughs) You may live. (laughs) The bucket is a lens through which I see nothing. I also have a telescope Mm. and a mirror. Yes. The mirror so as to not see myself, (laughs) and the telescope so I can see nothing at long distances. And sometimes I use all three combined at the same time.
1: I would have to ask you, you have Hmm. been voted the new Supreme Commander of the world. Are you excited? Are you daunted? Very, very, very excited. (laughs) It must be fairly daunting, you know, it's It's quite a challenge. if
2: you think about it. uh, Taking over the world, total power does sound like quite a lot of work. (laughs) All those decisions. People get up in the morning, get dressed. I'd have to decide what they wear. Well... (laughs) I've uh, long been a fan of the baby grow. (laughs) You know, it's a a sock, trouser, top, system all in one. (laughs) Put it on, dressed. (laughs) Save a lot of time, uh, which my people could spend profitably slaving. So, slavery very much on the agenda? Yes, I I will enslave my people. (laughs) OK.
1: How how will they feel about that? Not happy. (laughs) You know your people well? No. (laughs) Why do you think they voted for you? Ignorance. (laughs) Badly printed ballots. (laughs) Do you think there's anyone from the old world order that would be surprised at your uh, rise to the very, very top?
2: Uh, My careers officer, Mr Wooding.
1: (laughs) The bucket is kind of getting in the way of this. (laughs) No, but it's nice. I mean, are you going to keep the bucket on? That's to me, isn't it? Yeah, well, of course. (laughs) If my people want me to take it off... Well, I mean, you can ask them.
2: People.
3: <laughs>
2: I know what's going to happen now. Take the bucket off, take the bucket off, then I take it off, then it's put it back on, put it back on. All right. Hey! I feel we can connect
1: now. So, as the supreme leader of the New World Order, this is basically how it works. You've compiled uh, a manifesto uh, of your beliefs, your intentions uh, and your brand-new laws. You've boiled all these uh, thoughts down into three simple commandments that we will all start living our lives by right here tonight. So, without further ado, let us start rebuilding our shattered civilization. Brian Perkins, will you please reveal Simon Munnery's first commandment?
3: (laughs)
0: Thou shalt wash; keep your stench from my nostrils.
1: (laughs) And may I say, first of all, what a beautiful singing voice you do have, Brian.
2: (laughs) Why is hygiene at the top of your? You've actually got it slightly wrong. It's not thou shalt wash; it's wash. Oh, right. Slightly more urgent. OK. <laughs> why, why the urgency? I don't know. It's a whim.
1: <laughs> why can't we smell? Why are you taking away that freedom?
2: Well, I have to get used to it, I'm afraid. As Supreme Leader, I'll be taking away a lot of freedoms. D- democracies. It didn't work, did it? One man, one vote. You know, we've tried that. I might bring it back in a new form. Two men, one vote. At <laughs> least you should get to chat about it. And one woman, two votes. Yes, that's right, ladies. Uh, (laughs) Partly to address thousands of years of uh, sexual discrimination, but also because some women have trouble making up their minds. (laughs) Not all women. I'm I'm not generalising, I don't generalise about women. Uh, Women don't like that, generally. (laughs) Some of them might. Um, From reading your manifesto uh, earlier as well, it, it struck me
1: that you're not just keen on... A sense of personal cleanliness. You are out to clean up history.
2: Uh, it could be simplified. It could be simplified. How? Well, for example, as to rewrite history, I'd cut out all the punctuation, right? So that it was just one long sentence linked together by the phrase, and then what happened was. <laughs> right. <laughs> quite uh, quite a could... long read. Yes, a uh, long read, but we could change some of the details. That's all. Okay. Convert it to a more monocentric and appropriate modern view.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, your wishes are commands. So, so uh, we we have been through the history books, carefully tip out the likes of uh, Nelson and Montgomery and replacing ooh, them ooh, with a ooh, small ooh. drawing uh, of yourself. And it's something that the BBC wish to celebrate as
3: well.
0: Well, next on BBC Radio 4, soon to be renamed BBC Munnery 4 in honour of the inventor of radio, Simon Munnery. (laughs) We're proud to present the first episode in our new 245-part series, The History of War, narrated by me, the world's only surviving narrator, Brian Perkins. (laughs) The Great Wars of History, El Alamein.
2: Sir, sir, it's no good, sir. The Germans are swarming down upon us. Within another minute, they'll have broken through our lines.
0: Stand fast, Tommy. I've just this moment received a wire. Simon Munnery is on his way. Simon
2: Munnery, sir? Does he come single-handed?
0: Oh, yes, Tommy, he does.
2: Huzzah, sir! Our prayers are answered. Simon Munnery taking on the might of the German army. They'll rue
3: the day, sir.
0: Yeah. The Battle of Wounded Knee. Lonesome, four-eyed, wiry stranger come from across the great sea. They call him Munnery. He kick our knees. We give up. (laughs) All single-handedly won by Simon Munnery. And if you're interested in finding out more, then a book to accompany the series is out now on hardback at all good retailers, entitled All the Wars I've Wonnery by Simon Munnery. (laughs)
1: Simon, well done on that. Really excellent work. Who else will we celebrate? No, it's it's
2: just me. Right. (laughs) Obviously, you'll be on one side of our banknotes. No, 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 no banknotes. I just think that's a mistake. Right. All kings and queens and presidents who have their face on a coin on a banknote. I mean, it's an invitation to snipers. (laughs) (laughs) But we will have money. Well, yeah, well, uh, a currency. I thought we could use my soiled... Underpants. Right. <laughs> it's just a whim. <laughs> but it would be so nice to wake up in the morning feeling richer. <laughs> in, instead of ashamed.
1: Right. What's on our flag? Blood.
2: <laughs> Sweat. Right. Tears. <laughs> Feces.
3: <laughs>
2: Semen. Yoghurt. Depends what I've used it for, really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Really will be good.
1: I, I can see some trouble ahead. Let's hope your second commandment makes up for that somehow. Let's hear it.
3: This is the second commandment.
0: Thou shalt talk to people, never about them.
1: go. Thou shalt talk to people, never about them. Why mm. is
2: that? Well, gossip doesn't get anyone anywhere, it's, it's no good, doesn't help life at all. I'd actually extend it. Thou shalt not speak. As <laughs> Simple as that. A fingers on lips rule in my kingdom. Right. Uh, everyone should be polite. Mm.
1: Politeness and not being allowed to gossip did kind of lead to the rise of the Nazis.
2: Yes. <laughs> It's not the um, orthodox historical view. <laughs> <laughs> the Nazis, a lesson from history. <laughs> Politeness, taken to extreme levels.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the
2: OK. Uh, Goebbels well... used to open doors for people.
3: <laughs> S-
2: so hard, he killed... Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I'm, I, I, you know, obviously as an evil genius, uh, I'm a big fan of previous evil geniuses, Hitler... Uh, Stalin, mm-hmm. um, Queen Victoria,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's Genghis it... Khan, kind yeah. of
2: him as well. Why? Well, he, he started his own race, in Every town he went to, he impregnated the most beautiful women. And uh, I would probably go down that alley, well, not an alley, he we'll was a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. Uh, I mean, sorry, but, and again, you know, it does sound like a lot of hard work impregnating lots of women, maybe some sort of sex machine. You know? <laughs> Didn't James Brown invent one? <laughs> sure. think to, to disseminate my seeds, some, right. something like that. Brian, can you start work on that? Indeed.
1: Good. Sorry, I wasn't queuing you there. I, was just, <laughs> I just thought... <laughs> just like the image of you working on a sex machine.
3: <laughs>
1: well, Simon, banning gossip, you know, banning those Thank things you. through, your, uh, through your commandment. It is a, an interesting one. I am worried it will impact negatively on our fledgling society. What would a world devoid of gossip be like? Any ideas,
0: Brian? Let us cross now to the newly resurrected offices of Heat magazine.
3: Oh, There's absolutely nothing in this week's issue. I know, I know. It's embarrassing. There's no real content. It's just page after page of filler and there's nothing in the magazine that's even remotely interesting.
0: Well, apologies for that. It seems we've played the wrong clip. That recording was made last week. So <laughs> now let's hear what the offices of Heat magazine will sound like in the future when gossip has been banned.
3: Oh, There's absolutely nothing in this week's issue. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: let's talk censorship. Whose body of work from the old world order will you make sure has been
2: destroyed? The God Delusion by Richard Dawkins.
0: <laughs> really?
2: I don't know what... Something about it sticks in my craw. Perhaps it's because, in a sense, you know, I am God. You <laughs> <laughs> go from being a geneticist to, you know, expanding your range to include... Theology and psychology in three words is is quite a leap. I mean, geneticists, genetic engineering. I don't think of it as engineering at all. The engineering equivalent of what geneticists do would be to chuck some lumps of steel and concrete in a river and if someone managed to cross, call it a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the God delusion. What what next? The the Santa Claus delusion? (laughs) What's he going to go spoiling everyone's fun for? Oh, so it's actually... There's a kind of a positive reason, uh, then, for that. You're, kind of, you're encouraging... Oh, it annoys belief. me. He annoys you? It, anno- it, it. it yeah. annoys you. It, by it, I mean both the book and its author. <laughs> it's, I refuse to give him human status. <laughs> Whether or
1: not you agree with Dawkins, isn't what he is doing... Isn't he promoting the idea of thinking for yourself? Well, that's a mistake.
3: <laughs> you know what he
1: said
2: at the end of his Paxman interview? Paxman. <laughs> Pax yes. Paxman? Paxman. Okay. The, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> combined <laughs> Newsnight interrogator and a video game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you not played it? I've not played it yet. It's no. on Xbox. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paxman. You just basically press a button and it does a look <laughs> <laughs> like it's clever. What did he say to Paxman? Well, at the end of his interview, um, Dorkin. <laughs> saith to Paxman, I don't believe we were put on this earth to be comfortable. And I thought, what do you mean? Put on this earth? Who by? He's <laughs> <laughs> just undermined his whole argument, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs>
3: OK.
2: Um, we, we
1: touched upon it earlier, and I noticed from your manifesto you do plan uh, to re- well, really not introduce... Uh, the word munnery into uh, common parlance, but really promote it, champion it. Re- I prefer restore it to its rightful place. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: what will be called uh, a munnery from now on? Most things. I think if we, most nouns could be okay. replaced by a munnery. So would you pass that munnery, please? I wish to put some munnery in it and make <laughs> make a munnery flan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I.
2: My, my f- wife needs one.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> if embrace we to, ambiguity.
1: Okay, if we were to embrace ambiguity. Or Munnery <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> Let's have a, a little listen to what life would be
0: like for ordinary folk two years in the future. It's five past Munnery on Munnery the 12th of Munnery. Now on Radio Munnery, Munnery is having a problem with his Munnery. In The Munneries. <laughs> I was wondering if you and your good Munnery Munnery
1: fancied popping over to our Munnery to have some Munnery. Oh, well, what will we be having? Munnery. And for afters, a couple of Munneries.
2: Ah, my Munnery's allergic to Munnery, sadly. Really? Which one? Uh, My current one.
3: Hello.
1: No, I meant which Munnery is she allergic to? Ah, Munnery. Oh, how terrible. How does it affect you?
3: I come out in the most terrible Dawkins. Oof! (laughs) (laughs) Ah.
1: So... I think it's fair to say uh, life could get a little bit confusing there, Simon, so uh, let's move on. It is time for your third and your final commandment.
3: This is the first commandment
0: Thou shall love one another
1: Um, so, thou shalt love one another. What was the inspiration for that commandment
2: that Jesus came up with 2,000 years ago? Just came to me after I'd been reading a book called The Bibble, <laughs> experimental novel. <laughs> yes, uh, love one another. Well, I think, well, save me the, the trouble. <laughs> so, we just have to love one another regardless. Well, you, you could do it regardless. You could do it with your eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your choice. I'll leave that to you. Um, OK, thanks very I, much. I prefer the dark. <laughs> okay. Um,
1: do we not want to love you? Is that not what you want?
2: I do, secretly. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to make a big show of it. I thought... <laughs> well, I mean, once we're over the slavery, you know, and once we've established that...
1: Do, um... Do you love me? <laughs> yes, a little. Yeah. How much is a uh, a little? Well, oh, enough not to shoot you. Or, or I, I may move on uh, from that. You may <laughs> consider yourself lucky. Is <laughs> uh? I mean, should the world be full of love?
2: Should it? Mm? Yes. Yeah. Think about love. It doesn't actually take up any volume. (laughs) (laughs) You've misunderstood. I mean, should a balloon be full of gas? Yes, if it is to be an inflated balloon. Should the world be full of love? I mean, would a world full of love? Would that not devalue love? So the more love, the less valuable love is. Well, you can only kind of. I think you're looking at this far too uh, market orientated way. (laughs) (laughs) Supply and demand for love. Yeah. If there's more love, so, so any it's a single person, any individual loving another devalues love. That is well, if we all love each
1: other, you know, to to a certain extent, that means that we can only differentiate uh, how much I say I love you between how much I love my mum by um, levels of hate.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to sell me your mother? <laughs>
1: I, I think she's yours al- already, uh, under under Rule 5b of the manifesto that I've ah. that I've avoided uh, up until now. Sorry about that. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think I think I think this is a a great uh, commandment, uh, leader. I think that this could have got us out of you know a lot of sticky situations. Do you think your opinion matters? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just speaking for you know the the, the rest of the population. Oh, live, okay. You know, underneath you, uh, just you know we. We love you, we, we love the commandment, but let's see what would have happened that fateful night between Kev and Steve, the night we all remember as the night the world ended, if love really was all around us.
0: Ramsgate, Cadillac's nightclub, three minutes before closing, and Kevin meets Steve for the first time. Oi, pal, you just spilled my pint!
1: Right into my heart. <laughs>
0: By curious coincidence, this is also the moment Steve meets Kevin for the first time.
2: Mate, I think you'll find you were in my way. But it turns out, you are my way.
0: (laughs) But a world full of love is a world full of danger. Within weeks, the world begins to grind to a slow, inexorable halt. Every single phone line is permanently engaged, with millions of people coyly refusing to hang up before the other. (laughs)
3: Do you hang on? <laughs> Me neither.
0: I can't feel my legs. <laughs> Individual identity has been lost with everyone now, either called bunnikins, monkey, or in my case, briny whiny pokey-poos. <laughs> the world's infrastructure collapses as no hospitals, schools or government buildings are constructed, as the world's builders unite to create a 300-foot-tall statue of the bears from Forever Friends. <laughs> Doctors refuse to operate as they love you just the way you are and never want you to change. But on the plus side, shares in Lionel Richie have gone through the roof. (laughs) And this is how, once again, the world comes to an end. There ends the final report from me, briny-winy perky-poos.
1: (laughs) Well, sadly, that didn't work out brilliantly uh, for you, Simon, but now it is time for an exciting moment, not just for you, our great and wondrous leader, but for... The huddled masses here uh, in the radio theatre as they have the honour of addressing you in a short question-and-answer session. Ladies and gentlemen, let us meet the leader. to take away from Laurie's work there. They're that excited because they're now going to meet you, our Supreme Commander. Um, Mm. How do you feel about this? Indifferent. (laughs) Sarah uh, wants to know, can people be married to several partners at the same time? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Yeah? (laughs) Fair enough, Sarah, you're in luck. I hope that gets you out of whatever sticky situation (laughs) you have uh, found yourself in. Uh, Sean wants to know, um, in an attempt to make maths easier, would you be willing to change the digits of pi from (laughs) 3.14159265358797 to 5? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes, that is. That has been done. Well done, Sean. And Ruth says the world is overpopulated. What means, if
2: any, would you take to control the population? I'd restrain myself on Sundays. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note, will the first citizen step forward and ask your question?
2: Uh, hello, super leader. Um, I've been kind of having second thoughts about my question.
3: Uh, it was, will you be my boyfriend? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a long queue. <laughs> You're welcome to join it. I admire your courage.
1: <laughs> if Simon does change his mind, I will make sure you are first in the queue for the Simon Monnery sex machine. Fine. <laughs> the next citizen, please.
2: Um, now that you're in charge of everything, there must be world peace. So who or what will you declare war on first? Mars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why, why attack Mars specifically?
2: It's there. <laughs> and it shouldn't be. Right. <laughs> Thank you very much for your question. Thank you very <clears> much.
1: <throat> Next um, question, please, for the leader.
2: Oh, spectacular one. Yes. <laughs> My name's Astacia. Um What's the plural of moose? <laughs> <laughs> Munnery.
1: Do you, as a final message, have anything to say to your people?
2: Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this was a very important night in our new world order. It was the night we promised not to smell, to keep gossip to a minimum, to attack Mars,
2: to love our neighbours a little too much. Oh, I've thought of another commandment. Oh, yeah? Utilise the natural glow of pregnant women for the purpose of low-level garden lighting.
1: LAUGHTER <laughs> Please show your appreciation for our new supreme leader, Simon Munnery.
0: This has been the voice of Brian Perkins. New World Order was presented by Danny Wallace with guest leader Simon Munnery. It featured the voices of Richard Bacon, Helen Longworth, Mark Haynes, Laurie Lixenberg, and Chris Pavlov. It was developed with Pink and written by Mark Haynes and Danny Wallace. Original music was by Phil Zacharias. The producers were Colin Anderson and Dan Wright. If you've been affected by any of the issues regarding the end of life on earth, then Adrian Childs and The One Show would love to hear from you. <laughs>